Welcome to NBA Podcaster, the only broadcast source for cutting-edge information and advice on the NBA application process. I'm Janet Nakano. Business schools are working hard to increase the number of minorities into their programs, targeting mainly Hispanics, African Americans, Native Americans, and women. But progress is slow. Studies say minorities make up only seven percent of top MBA programs, compared to about fifteen percent at top medical and law schools. Meanwhile, women typically make up less than a third of a class. This time, we'll talk about what holds back minorities and women from pursuing an MBA, and we'll also go over the variety of resources and programs available for minorities. You'll hear from a dean, two women MBA students, and the heads of a couple MBA outreach organizations. Support for MBA Podcaster comes from the Forte Foundation, an organization whose mission is to increase the number of women business leaders. Thinking about an MBA, the Forte Foundation invites women to attend a Forte Forum event to learn, network, and discover what an MBA can do for you. Forums will be held in cities throughout the U.S. and London. Women can meet with admissions representatives from up to 35 top business schools and learn from the experiences of MBA alumni employed at prestigious companies from around the world. For a schedule of dates, locations, and speakers, please visit www.fortefoundation.org/forum. That's f-o-r-t-e foundation.org/forum. As a special offer to MBA podcaster users, Forte Foundation is offering half-off admission to the event. Upon registering, please enter the promotion code Five Off. That's F-I-V-E-O-F-F. All one word in all caps. Whatever career stage or industry, Forte Foundation gives you the information, support, and networking opportunities you need to get connected and get ahead. In today's multicultural, national, and multilingual market, it's no wonder top companies are looking to diversify their staff. Business schools are motivated too. They've teamed up with outreach organizations to offer information sessions, seminars, scholarships, and fellowships just for minorities. According to AACSB International, the business school accrediting organization, only five percent of U.S. MBA students are Hispanic Americans, while less than two percent of business school professors are Hispanics. Stephanie Herrera is Denver chapter president of the National Society of Hispanic MBAs. The organization has over 6,000 members and 29 chapters in the U.S. and Puerto Rico. Herrera says the main reason why Hispanics don't pursue an MBA is because of the lack of financial aid. Because everybody knows when you get up into the higher graduate degrees, there's not a lot of financial aid. You get much more support, especially from the government, and at an undergraduate level. If you go through the traditional financial aid system, Pell grants, they don't give you Pell grants for a, an MBA. So a lot of times people are very dependent upon that system when they are going for their undergraduate degree, and then when they go for their master's, they don't see a lot of financing options besides student loans. So then, with the National Society of Hispanic MBAs, one of our jobs is to help them find the resources and to give away scholarships. This year, we gave away one million dollars in scholarships. The Consortium for Graduate Study in Management awards more than 350 minority fellowships each year. The National Black MBA Association also has scholarships available. Herrera says it's not just that MBAs are tough to afford; 
Hispanics and other underrepresented minorities don't have a clear sense of what a business degree will bring. A lot of families who haven't had access to the education system always question, "Why do you need this education? You're losing money. You're working part time. Where's it going to get you in the future?" But a lot of times, people don't know what the financial impact can have. Once they do receive their MBAs, it's obvious that when you go to medical school, you become a doctor. But it's not so easy to say that when you go to business school, you become a businessman or woman. You could be an investment banker, lead a nonprofit organization, or start your own business. Keisha Don Ensminger is founder and executive director of MBA Diversity, an organization that supports present and future multicultural business professionals. Ensminger says having role models for minorities is key. When I was applying to B school, that was definitely one of the concerns. Was okay, well, where are the mentors and the role models to kind of effectively articulate to us what opportunities are available out there? You know, you, you see the IB people coming, you see the MC people coming. Of course, investment banking and management consulting people coming to recruit.、Um, you know, general management roles, but you didn't necessarily see, you know, the varied opportunities that there are out there.、Um, not everyone wants to take on those traditional roles. So, I definitely think that's one of the challenges that we're facing today.、Um, that MBA diversity is trying to fill with our、um, national symposium. It's just basically trying to communicate all of the different opportunities that there are out there for people who have their MBAs. Despite strides made through various outreach programs, still Hispanics, African Americans, and American Indians are scarce at the top, leaving minority youth to wonder how they can become an executive or if it's even possible. That's why mentoring young minorities is an important program at the National Society of Hispanic MBAs, says Stephanie Herrera. She's currently mentoring ten undergraduate students. Make sure that they study for the GMAT, help them with the GMAT questions, help them with their entrance exam essays, finding scholarships, financial aid. It runs the gamut. I mean, for undergraduate students looking at obtaining their MBAs, we took them to MIT, and it was just very. <laughs> Awesome! What happened to them? Because a lot of them didn't even know about an MBA or what an MBA could do for them. So it's very interesting. I have one very good success story. He was going to go to Paris with his graduation money, and he decided to not go to Paris, and he decided to spend his money on a GMAT preparation course and to travel to the colleges to see where he wanted to go to school. And is he going to an MBA program now? We're in the process of choosing where he wants to go to school, but he never knew he had the options. He never knew MIT wanted him, or that he could go to these other colleges. And it's just wonderful to see what happened to these students because they're applying for all these Ivy League schools and other colleges. Getting a good score on the GMAT is yet another barrier for minorities, says Herrera. We aren't necessarily 100% in math or 100% in science or haven't been groomed as our competition for these MBA programs to say, hey, I'm going to go to Harvard, MIT, Stanford. You know, a lot of times we find that students such as myself, you know, I didn't know when I started my college career I was going to complete my MBA. The National Society of Hispanic MBAs offers programs to help with the GMAT. MBA Diversity also offers GMAT scholarships. <laughs>
A women's student organization at the Tuck School of Business at Dartmouth College called Tuck Women in Business provides networking and mentoring opportunities, as well as career development support, and hosts an annual conference. Sonali Agarwal is co-chairwoman. Throughout the year, we will sponsor、uh, female executives and、uh, leaders to visit Tuck. In addition, we'll have different panels and dinners with different companies, with different industries. And、uh, the real purpose of the organization is to really provide a forum for women to really get career development advice and professional development, and really reach out to、uh, alums as well. One program that we actually reinstated this year is a mentoring program. And in that program, what we do is we match all current students with alumni who have graduated、um, in the past ten years, and、uh, we match them according to interests and. Anything else on any other factor which we think that they might be able to connect upon. In addition, something else that we'd like to do eventually is also network with other business schools. We feel that business schools, as in general, tend to do a lot of networking within our own school, but we think it'd be a great forum to actually reach out to women and other students in other business schools as well, and really have another networking opportunity to do that. Do you think that it's important for women to be involved in an organization like yours? Um, absolutely, I think it. As women, we obviously have different issues than men do when it comes to careers and stuff like that. Like families is kind of a big thing that that we have to deal with that men necessarily don't.、Um, interrupting our careers. So I think in that sense, having this organization is really important. It provides a support network. Tuck's incoming class this year included the highest ever number of women at 33 percent. Most business schools average around 30% women, compared to law school or medical school, where women average right around half. Tuck's dean, Paul Danos. They say the theory is for women that because we require experience and because the average age is 27, that by the time they get out at 29, that that is 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 getting close to some limits in terms of their biological clock and having families. That's that's a theory. I'm not saying I espouse that because I don't really know. I don't have the empirical evidence that that is the causal factor. That's one factor that people think can be playing here because women are 50% of the undergraduate majors in business. Many many schools have undergraduate majors in business, and it's 50% women. So why is it only 33% in the MBA? A lot of people say it's because by age 30. A woman has to decide if they're going to, you know, have a family in, in the traditional way, in the sense of staying home with them, and then, you know, the MB. What good is the MBA if you're going to be having a family? And what I say is, the vast majority of women will find a, a way to make that work and go get back to work、uh, within a reasonable period of time, and then they're going to want to be back on track. Tuck has launched its 11-day Back in Business program aimed at returning professionals. Pepperdine University, as well, is starting up a program in January to accommodate the schedules of at-home moms and others called Morning MBA. Again, Dean Danos. I think often the culture and society, once they have a family, the culture and society puts pressure on them to stay home, and and I think the companies don't have good systems for giving them flexible. Flexible ways of staying on track, and therefore often they'll drop out, and then they want to come back later. And so that, I think that's the pattern that you see, and I think it does depress to some extent 
the number of, of, of women that want to get in at age 28 because they see that coming. And so I think there's a couple of things that could be done, but the most important thing is for the employers of these fast-track companies and these high-level companies who hire MBAs to create systems that are more flexible in those mid-years, those, those years in the 30s. That's the place where the most improvement could be made. There's still going to be people that are going to want to stay home with families in our culture. There's no doubt about that. But there are many that would, if they could be flexible for a while, I think they would take that too. On campus at Tuck, women are the minority. But Tuck's Women in Business co-chair Hillary Halper says she doesn't notice the imbalance so much. I think that you may notice a difference in that some of the males are more prone to speak up, more in class, especially in the first year. I think that changes as, you know, we all get to know each other and feel more comfortable. And, you know, as I've gone into my second year, I think it's, it's more equal. Everybody's speaking up in class. I think that even though there may be fewer women, the kind of the force that we have on campus is very strong. You know, there are a lot of females in charge of many of the different clubs and, you know, we're a strong presence on campus. So, I, you know, even though the numbers may be a little lopsided, you know, I don't feel as though I'm in a male-dominated world up here. Just over 16% of Fortune 500 companies have women as corporate officers. That's according to Catalyst, a leading researcher of women in the workplace. And only 11 Fortune 500 CEOs are women. Dean Paul Dano says the low numbers could be tied to the idea that business isn't compatible with family life. It certainly isn't that they don't get the same opportunities. Last year, our women got exactly the same jobs as our men in terms of salaries and opportunities. They, 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 the first few years in employment are exactly the same. And so it's not that, that it isn't a fact that they don't get the same opportunities or they have the same satisfaction level with the school. So there's no significant difference between the way men feel about it, the MBA program and their experience and women feel about it. So it isn't, those aren't the factors. It's something to do with the perception of a, of the career, I think, and uh, perhaps it has something to do with is this compatible with family life. Now, why would medicine and law be considered compatible when those those professions <laughs> require just as much, just as many hours at work and, and just as much uh, time away from the family as those business? I'm not sure why that perception is there, but it, it seems to be there. NBA Diversity's Keisha Don Ensminger says the reason for the low number of top women executives could be that women are going for other types of positions. I think women are headed for more fulfilling roles, um, not necessarily executive roles. The, the quote-unquote green movement that we're in now, you know, focusing on the triple bottom line, social sustainability, you're seeing a lot of women focusing on non-traditional corporations and opportunities, particularly in the nonprofit realm. So I can't really speak to how the executive pipeline is filling, but I can say that definitely in the non-traditional nonprofit realm, that definitely is seeing an increase. Tux Women in Business co-chair Hillary Halper says the number of top women execs will likely increase in the coming years. Sonali Agarwal could be one example. Women moving into top positions, that would have meant that 20 years ago, they would have had to be on that track. And I think that things have changed significantly. 
in recent years and that, you know, moving forward, we will see more and more women going into those executive positions just because of the way things are today and that, you know, um, more women are being encouraged to take on leadership roles. I, I would love to be the head of a Fortune 500 company. So, yeah, absolutely. It's something I'm striving for. Support for MBA Podcaster comes from the Forte Foundation, an organization whose mission is to increase the number of women business leaders. Thinking about an MBA? The Forte Foundation invites women to attend a Forte Forum event to learn, network, and discover what an MBA can do for you. Forums will be held in cities throughout the U.S. and London. Women can meet with admissions representatives from up to 35 top business schools and learn from the experiences of MBA alumni employed at prestigious companies from around the world. For a schedule of dates, locations, and speakers, please visit www.fortefoundation.org forum. That's F-O-R-T-E foundation.org forum. As a special offer to MBA podcaster users, Forte Foundation is offering half-off admission to the event. Upon registering, please enter the promotion code 5OFF. That's F-I-V-E-O-F-F. All one word, in all caps. Whatever career stage or industry, Forte Foundation gives you the information, support, and networking opportunities you need to get connected and get ahead. For more information, advice, and to register for your weekly MBA podcast, visit mbapodcaster.com. I'm Janet Nakano, and this is MBA Podcaster. Thanks for listening. And next time, we'll learn how to put those finishing touches on your application.